1: Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael.
2: Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Can I say welcome summer and happy June to all of you. So this is our first show of June and we're excited that you're listening in to this episode. So as it's summertime here in Chicago, I thought I would just take a look at how can we as believers grow closer to to the Lord during this season of the year. And so I'm doing this episode, it's simply a one-word title. I'm calling it Devotions. Devotions. You know, there are several churches that have mission statements that include words very similar to what I'm about to say, that we develop fully devoted followers of Jesus. Actually, my personal life mission statement is to develop passionate followers of Jesus Christ and, and passionate following. that That's sort of a devoted followership. Christianity in general has been likened to a relationship, a relationship with God rather than uh, a performance of duties. So we devote ourselves to the Lord instead of committing to performance to try to bring some pleasure to God that way, we bring pleasure to Him by being vulnerable and knowing Him. Yet at the same time, we practice these, these disciplines in our lives, and one of the things that we continue to practice is what what some people call devotions. So I'm going to break that down and explain what, what that is. So I've recently done a three-part mini-series on inward spiritual disciplines a three-part mini series on outward spiritual disciplines, a three-part series on corporate spiritual disciplines. But right now I'm looking at how can I privatize my time with the Lord and spend a devotional time with Him. When I think about that, I just want to make sure we're speaking the same language. So what do we call that time with God that's private with me and with Him? So some people call that devotions. Some people simply call that time with God. I've heard it called quiet time. Some people describe it as walking into their prayer closet. Some people just call this time with God their Bible reading time or my reading time. Some have called it sacred time, some meditation, some fellowship with with God. When I first walked into my first semester as a Bible college student to Bible college, one of the classes I took was a class that was called devotional life. I took it with uh, the department chair of the pastoral studies department. His name was was, uh, Dr. Jim Allen. And Dr. Allen really became impactful in my life. I met every week with him, and he just invested into my life. And what we talked a lot about was being with God. And so to have a successful, impactful, devotional life, a time with God, there's a few things that are important. So as we talk about devotions today, I'm speaking to the people that know it is important to have a desire to grow spiritually, our desires to grow in the Lord. I like to describe that like this, to be known by God and to know God. Psalm 139 records these words, "'Search me, O God, and know my heart.'" Try me and know my thoughts. See if there's any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We're asking that God would search us, look inside of us, and, and know our our heart. What is in our heart? Know what's in our mind, in our thoughts. Try me, it says. Really, this is a verse that says, turn on the lights of my soul and take a good look and see if there's something that's wrong. Because my desire is that you would lead me into a way that is everlasting. This is what I'm talking about, devoting our life to not hiding things from God or keeping secrets or trying to self-achieve, but being exposed to God to know him. In fact, we learn from Paul's writings in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Paul writes, For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Can I tell you today that God is at work in your life? Right now, God is working in your life. We've experienced God working in our life. We've been forgiven of our sins if we've accepted that gift of salvation. God has brought restoration in our lives, in our relationships, for some in our marriages. But many of us, we've experienced a a restoration of our heart where our hearts have been restored back to God. We've experienced God working in our lives through healing, maybe physical healing, spiritual healing, of course, mental healing. God is working. But when I think about God working, we're reminded of the fact that, for one, it is for your benefit, and God gives us calling. God, God works in us by by affording gifts in each of our lives and, and giving us purpose and meaning. But why do we want to be devoted to God? Is it just to succeed? Is it just for success? The answer is no, because as Philippians 2.13 explains, God's at work for his good pleasure. See, God works in us and does miracles in our lives and gives us gifts and calling and purpose. Ultimately, so we would be agents of glory to give glorification to the Father. And this is what life is about. So when I think about this, being devoted to God is being devoted to the proclamation of his glory. When I think about uh, what success is all about, it's about being devoted to God, to Christ, to, to the one true God, and not to our own success. But when I think about success, we have to first understand that we need a clear goal in life. If you don't have a clear goal, I think you'll hit the target every time. (laughs) You're just throwing it out there. The question is, what do you want in life? And you know, there are a lot of, dare I say, young adults that flounder because they, they don't know what they want in life, really people of all ages. When I got married, we wanted to be debt free, my wife and I, before we had children. So as we wrapped up college, my wife took no interest loans and we paid off my loans that were bearing interest. She got a job. 100% of her income went toward debt reduction. Part of my income went toward debt reduction. So to frame this, we were in college collectively nine years. We were married in 1995. We had our first child in 1998. And you know what? Our goal was to be debt free. And we hit that goal. We had no college debt, no credit card debt, nothing by the time we had that child. But what I learned is to hit the goal, we have to know what we want, but we have to know where we are. <laughs> so there's a, a funny, this is, you can laugh at this. Apple has this little game called Game Pigeon. And one of the games is you shoot these arrows at a target. And so we have the target, you know what you're shooting at. But what we have to know is that the wind blows in this game at different speeds and it pushes the arrows across. So not only do we have to keep our eye on the target, but we have to look at where we're shooting from and the wind speed. See, it's kind of like this. If I was going to drive to Orlando from Miami and I and I wanted to share how to get there, I would share my driving directions, roads, highways. But those driving directions would not make sense if I was sharing it with someone that's trying to drive to, to Orlando from Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> or rather than drive, maybe to fly there from Chicago. If you're going to fly from Chicago to Orlando, it, you're going to need different instructions when you fly from London to Orlando. So you have to know where you're going, but you have to know where you're coming from. So it goes like this. What do you want in your spiritual life? And where are you right now? Where are you desiring to be spiritually, but where are you currently, and what are the behaviors that are currently, that that you're experiencing in life? So in the second half of the show, when we talk about devotions, what we're doing is framing our life to be with God so we can rectify the gap between where we are spiritually and where we want to be spiritually. Say, I like to actually describe spiritual growth in these terms. Spiritual growth is closing the gap between our current reality and the discovered truth that we have found in God's Word. So when we discover the truth of God's Word and the commandments of the Lord and the practices and the behaviors, when we learn what God's desires are, we compare it to where we are. I like to say it like this. Sometimes picture yourself walking in an acre of property, and when you walk that acre of property or mow the grass, you learn where the divots are. You learn where the, the ground is raised. You know where the thorns are. You, you become familiar with this acreage. But spiritual growth, we could be stuck in that acre. But spiritual growth is, is when we realize as we've been walking this acre, we're not actually sitting on an acre of property. We're in a 10-acre property, and we've just been living in this one acre. So so we open up the other nine acres, and it's like that spiritually. Sometimes we get stuck and so familiar with where we are that we miss out. God has a multiplied tenfold opportunity for us. And when we start to learn about those 10 acres, we realize that we're not just standing in a 10-acre plot of land, but maybe we're standing in a 100-acre plot of land. So what I want to encourage you today is to be devoted to God. So in the second half of the show, after the break, we're going to talk through this idea of devotions. We're going to talk about how to have them, what you need, what it looks like, how to invest our time to be with the Lord, no matter if you call it quiet time or devotions or sacred time, or no matter what that looks like. So we're going to be back right after break, and we're going to explore this idea of having a devotional time With God. So I want you to hang in here. I want you to keep listening. You're listening today to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And you're listening on AM 1160. Hope for your life. back. Thank you for staying tuned and continuing to listen to your discipleship coach partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today we're talking about devotions, how to spend a devotional time with God. And one of the things that we want to do when we talk about a devotional time is to have purpose. What we're doing in a devotional time is we're implementing a principle that I call from to, from to. We're moving from one reality to another, from our current state to a state that we are like the Lord. And this is what we do when we spend a devotional time is we become. So it's not about doing, it's about becoming. So I asked the question, how do we actually have a devotional time? And to set it up, I want to use an illustration uh, talking about getting healthy. So when we want to get physically healthy, we usually talk about three areas, diet, exercise, and sleep. And we can identify these areas, but that's not enough. We actually need a plan to improve our diet, our exercise, and our sleep. So we'll, we'll actually decide what do I eat and what do I not eat? Uh, when do I eat? What exercises do I do? How long do I sleep? What sleeping rhythms should I have? And we create plans that help us reach the goals that we have. So when I look at this spiritually, and we start talking about talking about devotions, I want us to think about the things in our life that are important to us spiritually. So I'll talk about the what, and then I'll talk about the plan. So one of the things that we know is important is we need God's word. I love the simple verse, Psalm 119.11. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That idea of hiding God's word in your heart, that does not mean I have heard your word. It doesn't mean I've read your word. It doesn't even mean I've memorized your word. Hiding God's Word in your heart is taking the Word of God and making it part of who you are. And when God's Word is part of who you are, it's what deters you from sin. And and so prayer is important. I often define prayer as listening to and talking with God. And so this is an important piece of what we want spiritually to become more like the Lord. We need relationships Sometimes relationships provide accountability, sometimes encouragement, sometimes community. We uh, need—our church can be community, and and sometimes just going to church to be collectively in the presence of God. We we often want to serve. I think about the story of the Good Samaritan in the Bible and Luke's gospel and, and the idea of serving those in need. We talk about serving in the church or just being a servant. So these things are all important. So how do we keep our mind framed on God? And one of the ways is to actually have a devotional time with God. So I want to. the rest of this show is talk about having a devotional time with God. So one of the things that we do is we use God's Word. And I'm going to go through this pretty fast. Sometimes we can use God's Word by reviewing a verse of the day and, and, and really uh, spending time in, in that. Uh, we can write that verse on an index card, meditate on it all day long. Other people like to do a little more than a verse, and they might read a psalm or a psalm and a proverb every day. For some people, you actually work your way through a book of the Bible, and you're reading, for example, the Gospel of Matthew, or you're really researching it and studying it, and you're not trying to finish it in in so many days, but to be intimate with that book, or the whole New Testament. For some, the way we interact with Scripture is not just with our eyes and head, but, but we interact. There's an acronym called SOAP, S-O-A-P, where we read Scripture. We observe what's there. The A is for application. We talk about applying God's Word. And then P is for prayer, which leads us to the prayer idea. You know, prayer can be practiced in so many different ways. For some, we can sit quietly before the Lord and Listen. Prayer can include praying for needs or worshiping God, or sometimes we use music or we don't use music. Sometimes when I use music, I'll use music with words or music without words, and we use it in a variety of ways. But it's prayer is this idea where we interact with, with God, and so we hear from him and we speak to him. But what else besides the Bible and, and prayer do we need? For some of us, we journal. And we begin to write out our prayer needs or what we hear from God and or maybe prayers that God has answered. And what I want to encourage you to do is to not get stuck. There are times in your devotional efforts that you'll spend more time reading your Bible than anything else. There's times that you might spend more time praying than anything else. Maybe you'll spend more time journaling or listening to music than anything else. And I encourage you to have a variety. It's not about, did I read enough verses today? It's, do I know God and does he know me? For some of us, we need friends. I I remember meeting with a friend every Sunday morning when I planted a church, and we just prayed together. And we, there was this hallway that echoed, and we would pray out loud. It would just echo through the hallway. I can remember at, on uh, in the evening, I would get off work in Bible college, At eleven o'clock at night, and I would go to a prayer room from about eleven twenty to for about an hour, and sit with friends, and we would just pray and be with the Lord. So, so we might use friends, we might use journaling, but when I think about this time of devotions, this quiet time with God, some things to figure out that are important would be the when and the where and the how. So, when when are you going to spend time with God? Is it going to be in the morning, at lunch, at night? All of them, some of them, will it change? I'll also give you an idea, is every day when you get up and every day when you go to bed, have a devotional thought or breath or put something where you set your mind on God to start and end your day. Uh, You can figure that out, but the where, the where is important. In my life, I used to have a big brown chair back. In the day, I lived in a tri-level when I first got married and we were having kids. I had this big, old, ugly, but comfortable brown chair. My wife did everything to get rid of it. Ultimately, she won. But it was my spiritual chair. I could sit there and feel the presence of God. Where, Where do I pray? It was that brown chair. Many times I walk through the sanctuary and pray. Actually, in my office right now, I have a a pretty good size office and a little office right outside of it. And it's just like a two office suite. About a year, a year and a half ago, I moved out of the big room and I sit in the small room and the bigger room is my prayer room. And I spend time there. For some of us, we pray in the car or we walk outside and we spend time in nature. We we could pray with, with all kinds of different approaches. We could walk stand, sit, kneel. We could do it quietly or silently or out loud. All kinds of ways that we could pray. But we want to determine when and we want to determine where. And the how have a variety. But I have another question. It's what do I need when I set aside quiet time for God? One of the things you're going to need is a way to get rid of your to-do list. If you're like me, your mind will start to wonder at all the things you need to do. And so get a little notes app or a pen and paper and jot something down so you don't have to get distracted. But you might want a uh, something to write with or write on. You might need a book, certainly a Bible. You might want a devotional, a commentary, a study help of some sort, a resource. But here's something that I find that is important. When you spend time with God, yes, it's private. Yes, it's about vulnerability and knowing him and being known by him. But there's something about talking about the process of growing in the Lord, talking about what you hear from God, talking about the things in your life that you're changing. So whether it is your, your spouse, and for some that works perfect, but for others the spouse is just the wrong person because of the type of relationship you have. And for me, I have a great marriage relationship, but my wife is not my spiritual accountability partner. So I would lean into maybe a friend, or you might have a parent or a child or a family member, or in in, in an office, maybe there's a staff member or a boss, or, or maybe as a person who attends a church, there's a small group that you're a part of. Finding a way to talk about what God is doing and saying to you, what he's doing in your life, what you're learning, I think is a powerful way to put a seal on and a validity on that time investment. So devotions, know the when, know the where, know the how, know what you need, and then share your experience. There's an awful lot that we've talked about today. And and I'll ask you, if you're interested in learning more about your devotional life or growing in Christ or just the general support in anything in your life, you might be a candidate to receive coaching, whether it's personal, business, spiritual, or whatever. You could actually visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. On that website, you can click the Coaching Readiness Questionnaire. It's free to you. You could fill that out. We will respond to you and offer some partnership as you seek the Lord. Hey, I want you to visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, see what this is all about. Follow the show, follow our podcast, follow us on social media. We just want you to be part of this family. I'm so excited that you've been listening to Your Discipleship Coach today, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. So I'll say thank you to our sponsors, Chicago Indian Church at ChicagoIndianChurch.com and Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit ProfessionalCoachUniversity.com. Hey, as always, it's a pleasure to be with you. I want to remind you that I am for you. Not only that, but God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Thanks for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.